0: Steph Curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 81 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back with another episode. This is episode number 81. We've been having a really good stretch of episodes lately, and last week was nothing short of great we had Mr. Mark Tillman former Georgetown standout from 1987 to 1990 come through for an interview and I had a blast talking to him he told a lot of good stories he talked about stories with the legendary coach John Thompson and he told some really funny stories some also really deep stories he also talked about his time in the NCAA tournament so if you missed that episode make sure you guys go check it out I had a lot of fun and um, you know, hopefully me and Mark can do some things in the future. And I also got some other stuff cooking up in the near future for you guys. So once again, if you missed that episode, go check it out. But we got a lot of stuff to discuss. NCAA tournament. We got the Sweet 16 starting tonight. Sweet 16. And uh I picked in my bracket, I had 13 of the 16 Sweet 16 teams that are still live. I had it in my bracket. So I'm gonna I'm probably gonna predict those games and then We got a lot of stuff to talk about. The Lakers have been officially eliminated from the playoffs. We also got some other drama. Lonzo Ball and the big baller brand, Alan Foster and all that stuff. I got to talk about that. Rob Gronkowski just retired. I got to talk about him. We got a rule change in the NFL. I got to talk briefly about that. And and I think that's it. The the Clippers did clinch the playoffs. I I do want to talk about them because I wrote them off. But uh, first things first, Sweet 16 starts tonight. And the first game is gonna be a good one. Really good one. Florida State and Gonzaga. I don't I don't know. Florida State has been playing lights out. I thought they would choke. I thought they would fold. So I don't know. I had them losing last round. But I thought Florida State would have folded by now, but they've been they they shot lights out last week against Murray State. And they have a lot of size. They have tremendous size. I think they have about six players that are six, eight or taller. They always got size. But the problem is they usually choke. But mm, Gonzaga's a really good team. And Gonzaga's actually favored. But I think I like Florida State in this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to rock out with Florida State. Purdue and Tennessee should be a really good game. I had Tennessee going deep in the tournament so I'm not going to go against my bracket. I had think I had Tennessee in the final four, I believe. I'm rocking with Tennessee to win this one. Should be a really good game Purdue. Purdue, I don't hmm, I don't know. I kind of slept on them. I kind of did, but I like Tennessee to win this one. Next game, Michigan and Texas Tech. It's been a minute since I've been able to say next game. <laughs> got me reminiscing about the NFL season, but next game we got Michigan versus Texas Tech. I like Michigan in this one. I like Michigan. I think I had Michigan. I think I had these two teams playing in my bracket too. In the next game, Oregon and Virginia. I like Oregon. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with upset alert here. I like Oregon to beat Virginia. Virginia has struggled in this tournament. Struggled to to score a lot of points, and I, I like Oregon. I think uh, they were. I think they were seeded incorrectly. I don't think they should have been a 12th seed. But nevertheless, I am predicting this upset. I like Oregon tonight. And then Friday, you got the remaining, the other remaining games. First game is, got Michigan State and LSU. Ooh. Hmm. I'm rolling with the Spartans. I had the Spartans in my bracket too. I had these two teams playing in my bracket. I'm I'm rolling with the Spartans. Next game, Auburn and North Carolina. See, the thing about Auburn is they live and die by the three. I think in this game, they're going to die by it. They shoot a lot of threes. shoot a ton of threes. Oh, my goodness. But I like North Carolina. I I like North Carolina to get this one. So, I'm, I'm rolling with UNC. Next game, we got. My Blue Devils going up against Virginia Tech, Buzz Williams, and those guys. I like Duke. Virginia Tech did get Duke uh, about a month ago, but Zion was out, as many of you all know. But I like Duke to, to keep going. But I am a little discouraged because you saw when UCF was able to run zone. They did have taco fall as well, but UCF ran zone and they were daring those Duke guys to shoot the ball. They really were. They were daring them to shoot threes. And I just think somebody has to step up. Cam Reddish was in foul trouble in the UCF game, but somebody else has to step up. Zion has been rising to the occasion. I love what he's been doing. I still like Duke to win this one, but Buzz Williams has got Virginia Tech playing really well. They've been playing at a really high level all season, but I'm rolling with my Blue Devils. Then the final game is Houston and Kentucky. I like Houston. Nobody really wants to see them. I like Houston to win this one. So, those are going to be all the Sweet 16 games. I'm looking for some very exciting matchups. Won't really have the time to come in and talk, you know, Elite 8. But, this tournament has been spectacular. It has UC Irvine was playing great. We had just a lot of Liberty. We had Liberty winning a game. The tournament has been... A lot of fun. John Morant was playing well. He had a triple double in, in uh, the opening round. Tournament has been fun. I love this time of year. March Madness is where it's at. People who don't even like sports tune in the March Madness. It's spectacular. I, oh my goodness, I just can't just can't really describe in the words how much I love the NCAA tournament. What a great time! Oh, I forgot the other topic. Baseball starts opening day. Of the MLB begin. So I'm just going to talk briefly about MLB. (laughs) We got Bryce Harper on the Phillies. Should be an exciting season though. Hopefully the Nats can, you know, bounce back. After losing Bryce Harper. Uh, The Yankees are going to always be good. I don't. It's not. it's not It's so much for baseball. But I'm glad baseball is back. We all saw Mike Trout sign that enormous deal. Last week, I believe, and we saw Manny Machado go over to the Padres. Bad move, but it's nice in San Diego, and he's getting paid, so shout-out to Manny Machado. But I don't really talk a lot of baseball simply because the season is so long. We're still in March, and baseball has just begun, and it doesn't end until October. And there's games literally every day, but I know a lot of people love baseball. Great sport. Great time of year, honestly. You got NCAA going on. NBA playoffs are coming soon. You got... It's just a lot going on. It really is. But baseball is back, so really good news. Going to transition over to the National Basketball Association. I'm going to talk a little NBA. And last week, the Lakers were mathematically eliminated by the Brooklyn Nets last week. I believe it was last Friday. And, um, you know, we saw this coming. Many people saw this coming. And ironically, D'Angelo Russell, former Lakers, on the Brooklyn Nets, and he was a catalyst to help and he actually hit the dagger, ice in my veins and all that to eliminate the Lakers out of the playoffs. And you know, I kind of saw this coming, but the Lakers better start tanking for Zion. And another thing about D'Angelo Russell is a lot of people are giving the Lakers a lot of a lot of mess about this. Talking a lot of trash to me on Twitter, all that good stuff. Well, not even good stuff, but all that stuff. They're, they're trash talking me and many fans in Laker Nation, you know, LOL, this, LOL, that Lakers should have traded D'Angelo. But the thing is, they had to. OK, so not to really revisit this, but we know what he did. He broke the bro code, recording Nick Young talking about cheating, basically. And the Lakers had to do it Now. The trade, he, he, Magic had to do it because it's bad for the locker room. I did tweet about this a couple of days ago. But it would just been horrible for the locker room. And these are grown men. And one of the biggest things you need to have in a locker room is respect and trust. And that was clearly violated. But I like D'Angelo Russell. I like him a lot. I thought if him and Lonzo Ball were to play together, their games would have complemented each other really well. And Lonzo Ball has proven to be a really good defender. D'Angelo Russell not so much, but... He's more of a two than a one, so their games would have balanced each other out, and they would have been really good together, in my opinion. But that's neither here or there. Obviously, it's a what-if scenario, so maybe I'll talk about that in a few years. But uh, yeah, the Lakers are mathematically out of it. They're eliminated. It's time for them to start tanking for Zion. Time to get a top pick, top four, top five pick, and hopefully flip that pick for like Anthony Davis or something. It's not po- It's not impossible. Definitely that impossible. I still think the Knicks will end up with a number one pick. Probably a team like Phoenix or Memphis will get the second pick. Something like that. But I I think the Lakers will get like a top five pick. Trust me. This is what I believe. So moving on to continue talking about the Lakers, we got to talk about something I know a lot of you guys want me to talk about, and that's. This big issue with Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, the Ball brothers, and Alan Foster. And Alan Foster, for those of you who don't know or kind of heard about this, Alan Foster was pretty much the business and the brains behind the big baller brand. Now, obviously, if you haven't heard, Alan Foster has... There's been the misplacement and of $1.5 million that have not been recovered and obviously alan foster is the catalyst because when you look at the situation alan foster is a guy who had criminal history mail fraud and he's been sentenced to prison money laundering all types of issues so i say i say this to say lavar ball didn't do his homework as he hired a business partner for the brains behind the big baller brand he didn't do his homework now. I'm, I'm sure LeVar Ball knows people who have committed crimes, yes, but he didn't run a thorough background check on Alan Foster. Now, I say I say LeVar Ball knows people that committed crimes and have been to jail because LeVar Ball is from South Central California, he's from South Central LA, so of course he knows people that have, you know, probably murderers, you know, but it's kind of sad because it appears that the Ball brothers are are distancing themselves from their dad. and it kind of sucks when my dad is like I told you so Levar Ball just the hype man and he's not doing his homework and stuff like that and they dropped the ball Alonzo Ball has reportedly got his BBB tat covered and he posted on his pictures his um profile picture on Instagram is him wearing Nike when he was a kid so this is very telling because he doesn't want anything to do with the big baller brand his manager Darren Moore aka Demo was reportedly throwing the ZO2s away in the trash in the dumpster, so this situation has gotten bad. And Lamelo Ball is saying, you know, thank you, thanks brother for like getting us out of this or like stepping up stuff like that. And it's just it's just crazy because Liangelo Ball's career seems to be over. Uh, he's in the JBA, whatever. He doesn't look like he's gonna go to the G League. Um, you know, he could have stayed at UCLA, but LeVar Ball and I'm sure Alan Foster said, no, you know, go overseas to Lithuania. So it's just a bad situation. It's just a bad look. LaMelo Ball doesn't have college eligibility because he played overseas as a pro. And it kind of sucks. Lonzo, he's good. He's in the NBA. And it was probably the big baller brand shoes, the Z02s, that had his ankles messed up. So he's going to sign with Nike. Which appears that's going to be the case real soon. But he's good. Leangelo he's not so good. And LaMelo Ball, his future's still up in the air. I still think he has a ton of potential. And he could shoot the lights out. And, you know, he had a growth spurt. Put some muscle on, which is good. And probably the G League program will work out for him. I think that'll be a good look for him. But... It's like this Big Baller brand empire is sinking. It really is sinking. And I've been really vocal about Big Baller brand. You know how I like the brand. I met LeVar Ball at a pop-up shop. Even Matt Allen Foster. He let me in the pop-up shop. But it's it's just a big mess. And a really, really unfortunate turn of events. and unfortunate situation. Because now the family is fractured. And Lonzo is going to be his own man it appears. But... It's, no, it's just not good. It's just really not good. Just imagine having a dysfunctional family. Stuff like this happens. LeVar Ball, Allen Foster, they cost Lonzo Ball millions of dollars. He could have immediately signed with a big company after getting drafted, before getting drafted. Could have signed with Nike in the beginning, which I, I said he should have a long time ago, probably in like episode like 30-something, I said. Maybe even in the 20s. Yeah, probably in the 20s I said that. So I say this just to say that it's just really unfortunate. So I'm not going to stay too much longer on this topic. I'm going to move right along. So moving on to the NFL. The other day, Rob Gronkowski retired. And I kind of saw this coming. Me and my boy Jalen Hunter talked about this right before the Super Bowl. And, you know, Jalen was saying how... This could be Gronk's last game. And the Patriots. Patriots have a good idea of that. And they know that. And they wanted to win the Super Bowl for him. So I believe that's definitely part of it. But. You know Gronk has retired. There's been rumors that he may want to come back and play a few games. I've heard that. Wouldn't be surprised. You know some people just changed their mind. But Gronk has officially retired. And he finished his career. With 521 catches, 7,861 receiving yards, 79 receiving touchdowns, which is the most in the NFL since he entered in 2010. And he's even the most productive tight end in postseason history with 81 catches, 1,163 yards, and 12 receiving touchdowns. And these playoff numbers top all tight ends all time. And, you know, it presents the argument. Is Gronk the best tight end of all time? Now, obviously, you have to look at the history of the guys that have come before him. The Dave Caspers of the world. Mike Ditka. Ozzie Newsome. Shannon Sharp. Kellen Winslow. Tony Gonzalez. Who I always thought was the best tight end of all time. But... There's a definitely a legitimate argument that Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end ever. It really is. But I look at Gronk as I look at Gronk as a mixture of all of these great tight ends. He did everything right. Blocking. Receiving, obviously. Just Gronk was a monster, man. And it, it's it's weird to see him retire. And he retires at a good age, too. Doesn't turn 30 until May. And Hurdy he takes care of his money good too, so that, that's another good thing. But Gronk, man, it sucks to see him retire. It doesn't suck for you know people who don't like the Patriots, but I mean I don't like the Patriots either, but as a sports fanatic and a podcaster and you know host, it does kind of suck to see Gronk retire. But I mean if you if you hate the Patriots like my mom, you know, you absolutely love this. But you know, really Presents the argument is Gronk the best tight end ever. I don't really know. I don't know. I wasn't really. I wasn't around when Mike Ditka and Ozzie Newsome, Shannon Sharp was you know retiring when I was young. I did see Tony Gonzalez who I thought was the best tight end ever. I don't know. So you know that, that that's an argument. I just want to you know put that on y'all and see, you know see how y'all feel about it. In other NFL news, we have a rule change and coaches are going to be allowed to challenge whether or not there was a defensive pass interference. We all saw, the, you know, they agreed this Nikkel Roby Coleman hit in the NFC Championship. We all saw that. And obviously, the Saints owners and Sean Payton have been campaigning for this to be a rule. Now, I have sort of mixed feelings and a mixed opinion about it because it's just like they're only making this rule because this happened now yeah you can point to a few examples here and there in the season where you know a pi or was it a pi don't really know but this call in the nfc championship was just was just blatant and you know it was obvious stevie wonder ray charles they could have saw this so I feel like the rule is only. It's only being passed because of that. And I think it's a little bit of an overreaction because, you know, you know, blown calls happen. They, they happen in every sport. They ha- they happen. It's just the fact of the matter. Nobody's perfect. You know, refs swallow whistles at the end of games in a lot of sports. They just do. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it wasn't a passing offense on yes, the Roby Coleman. Yes, the penalty penalty flag should have been thrown, but it just seems like a bit of an overreaction. Now the good thing is there are still only two challenges, so it's not like it's not like he can add another challenge or two, which is good, but I just hope we don't get into a, a situation, you know, where games are prolonged four and 5 hours because if you pass this rule may pass another rule and it's like the catch rule. Do we really still know what a catch is? Do we do we really is there really a, a you no, know, a concrete answer to what a catch is in the NFL? So I just hope this just doesn't become one of those things and it's just like it makes the games longer and all of this stuff. But absolutely does it happen? Yes. And you know, blown calls happen not agree just calls like that one but they do happen. So I do have mixed feelings and you know about that but I don't know. I guess we just got to wait and see how how you know how it plays out in the NFL season. That's all we can really do and hope for at this point. So actually I'm going to head back over to the NBA and I wanted to shout out to the Clippers. The Clippers have just clinched a playoff uh spot in the West. They're currently 45-30, and which is currently sixth in the conference. And I got to give credit when credit is due. Y'all know I always say that, and I do. Got to give credit when it's due. So, first off, hats off to Doc Rivers for, you know, getting this ball club to play and overachieve. I thought they were going to, like, kind of tank after the trade deadline when they traded Tobias Harris. But the players that they have on the roster just... They don't stop balling. You got guys like Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, who could be a candidate for most improved, or six-man, I believe. I think comes? Does he come off the bench? And not definitely most improved. I don't, I don't watch Clippers games, so relax. Um, who else? Oh, they just got Evita Zubots, who's been playing really well since he got traded from the Lakers to the Clippers. They got just a lot of guys that play together. Shea Gilgis Alexander, rookie from Kentucky. I like him a lot. They just got a lot of guys that play together. Landry Shaman. he came over in that Sixers trade. He's been playing good. They got Gallinari. I just got to give hats off to Marcin Gortat is one of the t- I got to give a lot of credit to the Clippers, man, because... I wrote them off. They traded Blake Griffin. They traded CP3. DeAndre Jordan's not there. It's like, this team is going to be awful. And ESPN predicted them to win 33 games. So did Charles Barkley. I didn't really predict them to win a certain X amount of games, but I definitely didn't have them making the playoffs. I thought the Lakers would be doing what they're doing. They're 45 and 30. I thought the Lakers would be doing that. I thought probably those two teams would flip-flop. That's a good, that's a, that's a good analysis. That's what I thought was going to happen, but I got to give a lot of credit to Doc Rivers and I got to give a lot of credit to this team because Doc Rivers is still proving that he's a top five coach in the NBA. In no order, I still think the top five coaches are presently, you got Doc Rivers, Papa Kerr, Brad Stevens, and I really like Rick Carlisle. You know, some can argue Mike Budenholzer, he's been a good coach. Uh, Mike Malone is a good coach, but I don't. those guys aren't in the same stratosphere as, as the guys I just mentioned. You know, these are guys that have won championships. Eric Spoelstra is still a really good coach. It's a lot of good coaches in the league. It really is. Still there's some good coaches in the league. And I just wanted to give credit to the Clippers for making the playoffs because I wrote them off. A lot of people wrote them off. I don't think they should have been popping champagne for clinching a playoff spot. I don't know about all that. But... <laughs> Definitely, shouts out and kudos to them kudos to Doc Rivers kudos to Steve Ballmer kudos to Jerry West kudos to everybody in the organization and that's really all I got for you guys I want to thank everybody for listening if you missed last week's episode with former Georgetown standout Mark Tillman make sure you guys go check out that exclusive interview also had a few things you know episodes ago Chris Adoya Chim came on the show that was on an episode. Had a lot of good stuff for you guys, but seriously, thanks a lot. Um, even last week I talked to you know NFL free agency, NFL Draft is coming up. You know, I'm gonna do my, my NFL draft special, third annual special. Gonna do that soon. April is approaching, April is about to start, guys. I'm, I'm excited. I know you people that have allergies are. April is here, and this year is flying. It's almost April. But seriously, I want to thank all you guys for listening. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 81 is done. Peace.